Hey, all of you beautiful humans. Are you ready to find happiness? Welcome back to another episode of the Search for Serotonin podcast, the show all about destigmatizing mental illnesses, dismantling society's version of perfection, and helping you to find your own meaning of happiness. Join me, your host, Carolyn Farrick, as I have open, honest, and vulnerable conversations about my own mental health and my diagnosis with OCPD, a perfectionism personality disorder. We all deserve to find happiness on our own terms, and we don't need to find happiness alone. So welcome to the search committee. What is up my sexy serotonin searchers? I hope everybody is having a kick-ass week. Um, I am having a kick-ass week and I am so excited to be here today back with all of you um, to talk more about my own personal mental health journey all in the hopes that it helps one person out there so thank you for choosing to be here for another week of the podcast I like I said I am so excited to be back for another week because now that I'm no longer depressed podcasting actually has meaning and purpose and it's like fun again and I'm excited to sit down and record every week and I have you know notes I was literally taking notes up until I just pressed record a few minutes ago um but yeah, so if anyone is out there watching the YouTube, um, you might notice that um, I'm wearing bright purple today and I normally wear a lot of black and I feel like for a long time when I was recording, it was just like, you know, I was wearing a black shirt or a black hoodie or, you know, whatever. And so it's nice to see like the visual change coming out of a depression, you know, that I'm no longer just always wanting to wear black because I have no emotion or no feeling like I've started wearing colors again I've started you know feeling more like myself getting more confident with my outfits which is such a minor thing but it really does do a lot for you know your self-worth and how you feel and your self-confidence and so you know just noting noticing those little changes that I make when I'm depressed versus when I'm not depressed um it's always interesting to take note of because, you know, I feel like I notice something new every time that I come out of a depressive episode, but we're learning, we're growing, and that's all that matters. So this week for our weekly check-in, I just wanted to kind of give you guys a little bit of a recap on what I have been doing this week. So last week I talked a lot about, you know, my morning routine and how I'm now starting to read a chapter of a book in the morning, and then I sit and reflect and journal on that chapter. And then I've also been doing some um, subconscious work with money blocks and manifesting and things like that. Um, and I've also been doing EFT tapping. But this week, I was really excited about my morning routine because I started a new book. And when I say new book, I mean a book I've never read before. This book is not new to me. I have owned it for probably three or four years. Um, I'm such a culprit of buying self-help books and then, you know, wanting to read them, thinking, oh, this is going to help me so much, and then just putting it off and never actually reading it. So I told myself, you know, I'm just going to start going through the books that I have in my nightstand and just start actually holding myself accountable and reading those goddamn books finally. So the one book that I started reading this week that I 
was so excited to get to. I literally could not wait to finish You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero because this book I've had it in my nightstand, like I said, for years. And I know this book is going to like help me so fucking much. Um, And it's The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. And so it's a book all about releasing perfectionism and learning how to live in a more wholehearted way. Um, which is really nice because I feel like the start of the book where we're at right now is where I'm at in my own journey. Um, you know, she's talking about the shifts, you know, the mindset changes, all of that kind of stuff. Um, but one thing that I found really interesting that I read this week was she said, you know, when you get overwhelmed or you feel like you're, you know, anxious or burnt out or you're numbingly scrolling online like I've been talking about the past couple weeks um she said that you should try digging deep so dig are three things that you can do to dig deep in a moment of overwhelm anxiety or burnout and then it should help you pull yourself out of that so I really like this because it's something I've been trying to do a little bit more of this week um, and I think it helps so I thought I'd share it with all of you. So the D in dig deep stands for deliberate and so she gave the example of you know when she's working or writing or has deadlines or things like that um, and she's like not getting inspired she'll find herself scrolling on Facebook and you know just not really actively participating, just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling for hours. And then she gets into the habit of, oh, well, now I feel so guilty because I wasted all this time and I'm not productive, which is a common thought process for me and people with OCPD who also struggle with perfectionism. Because if you're not using every ounce of your time to be productive or push yourself, um, then you're not actually accomplishing anything. But in reality, you push yourself so much that you get so stressed and you get so overwhelmed and you get so mentally drained that even though you're busy all the time and you're stressed all the time, you're still not getting shit done. So back to Brene's example of when she's scrolling on Facebook and she, you know, wants to get out of the numbing scroll and get back into being motivated. She said, so first you have to deliberate. For her, it was prayer. It can be prayer. It can be meditation. It can be simple as intention setting. Um, I gravitate more to intention setting just because I haven't really dove into meditation yet, even though I know it's something that I like um, and will probably try eventually. Um, I'm just trying to take on one thing at a time. So I'm leaning more towards intention setting, just writing down, you know, what are my intentions for the day? Or what are my intentions for these two hours? Or what is my intention for this one task that I'm doing? And so once you get clear on what your intentions are, or, you know, you pray about it and get some clarity, or you meditate and get some, get some clarity, you can then move on to the I of dig deep, which is inspired. So Brene's example was, you know, she closes out of Facebook and she says, you know, what am I, what do I need in that moment? What's going to make me feel refilled up? You know, what's going to rejuvenate me? What's going to, you know, make me feel good again? And so she said, I could have, you know, stopped scrolling on Facebook and sat back down and doubled down on work. 
But instead, you know, she's like, I'm going to go watch a movie that I've had sitting in my Netflix list for two weeks now that I haven't got to. And so she takes the break, watches the movie, you know, focuses on that. And then after she watches the movie, the last part of the dig deep ideology is that you do G, which is going. So you get going, you take action, you remember that intention of what you want to do, and then you get back to it. And so, you know, she was like, I knew that I needed to get work done, but I knew that I needed to take care of me first. So I'm going to take my me time and then I can go take action to feel refreshed and get back to what it is that I need to do before this deadline or whatever it may be. And so I thought that was a fun little acronym, fun little easy three-step thing to do that is pretty simple to remember. So once again, deliberate, get your intentions clear, pray about it, meditate, get inspired, you know, make new different choices, do something that is out of your habits, out of your routine, you know, think outside of the box and then go and take action on it. So that's kind of where we were at this week is I realized that once I get out of my comfort zone, life is really fucking fun. You know, like you don't have to stress all the time. You don't have to prepare for the negative all the time. You can just let it go and breathe and say, I'm going to have fun today because you never know what's waiting out there. You don't know what you're going to like until you try it and get the fuck out of that comfort zone, baby. <laughs> it's time for Therapy Think, a segment all about destigmatizing mental health through therapy. During this segment, I will give you a sneak peek inside of my weekly therapy sessions and share what I took away from therapy this week. All right, this week for Therapy Think, I discussed with my lovely therapist, Tina, um, you know, how I was doing, how I was working towards like manifesting, which again, a lot of people think it's woo woo, but like I said last week, you know, nothing I've tried before works for me. So why not be insanely delusional and just shoot for the stars and, you know, buy into the manifestation beliefs because what's the worst that could happen? I could get everything I ever wanted. So I don't know. I was like, let me try something different. So I've been talking about, you know, learning more about that. And it's also helped me release a lot of control, but it's also helped me kind of get my life into perspective and it's really been helping me in like the day-to-day instead of just like going through the motions of every day being like oh my life's so miserable or oh this is so boring or why can't I be somewhere else doing something else instead like the idea of manifesting and being like okay here are the goals that I really really want I'm super clear on them and now I can just focus every day what's one small step I can take to this larger goal so like with my car you know I've been doing research. I've been looking at trade-in values. I've been looking at, you know, different websites. Do I want to lease? Do I want to buy? Do I want to use? Do I want a certified pre-owned? Like just taking those small steps every day to be like, okay, let's do that because that's something we can work towards to the overall goal. And by doing that for myself, you know, I have cleared myself up a lot mentally these past couple of weeks. And so not only am I starting to do better for myself, but 
I've really been able to hold the space for the other people in my life. And timing is everything. And it couldn't have happened at a better time because, you know, this week when I was starting to feel good, people in my life, people around me started to kind of fall and they kind of started to go through some hard shit. And if I didn't start taking care of myself and I didn't start getting on my medicine, you know, I wouldn't be able to sit there and help Olivia through her own mental health. You know, if you guys listen to the OCPD versus OCD episodes, you know, Olivia is my younger sister. Um, she struggles with OCD. She used to have trichotillomania, um, all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, she was having a really hard week and she's not as far as I am in her mental health journey you know she doesn't have medication she doesn't have a therapist you know and she's still like out here like she says raw dogging it um but I was able to be there for her I was able to put my own shit aside for a second and be like hey let's let's talk like you know let me just ask you questions about you let me just genuinely listen to how you're feeling like I got over you know my own bullshit excuses of why I can't get out of the house or why I can't spend money and I was like no I'm forcing both of us to do this like because it's going to be good for both of us and so I was able to be there for her I was able to be there for my older sister who is dealing with some difficult things as well in her life um so just having that space to be there for the other people in my life I really expressed to Tina you know I was like it feels so good to do this again because for so long it was just you know I'm so focused on me I can't worry about anyone else like I don't have the energy and now it's like that's the thing that I love the most being able to help people being able to be someone people can lean on you know after them interacting with me I want them to walk away from our interaction and be like that's what I needed. You know, I needed someone like that, or I needed to hear those things, or I needed that just like physical presence of somebody who just like loves me, you know? And so I was like, the fact that I'm able to do that again, just makes me want to keep doing it and do more of it and help all of you as well. So that was something that I was talking about this week. Um, I really did a lot of deep diving and digging into, you know, my subconscious and through all of the things that I've been doing, I've really gotten to a point of like the root cause of my issues. And I know I've said it before on the podcast, but um, my main issue is that I feel like a mistake. I feel like an accident. I feel like I never was supposed to be on this earth because my older sister was born and I was born 11 months later. So every time you go into a conversation with somebody, you know, you say, they're like, oh, tell me about your family. Do you have any siblings? And I'm like, yeah, I have three sisters. And they'll always ask, how old are your sisters? And so then I'll explain, you know, Emma's 26 and I'm 25. And they always say, you know, oh, well, that's, that must have not been planned or, oh, you're definitely an accident then. And then they laugh it off. But for me, every single conversation I enter into you know, in my life, it's just initially right off the bat, the first thing, you know, people are thinking about is, oh, she was a mistake. She was an accident. And so, you know, that didn't make me feel good <laughs> a lot of my life. And I realized that was the underlying subconscious feeling that ultimately drove me to have past suicide attempts. And 
ever since my suicide attempts, I'm like, fuck, I got to live, but I wasn't supposed to be here in the first place. So I felt like I owed it to the world or I owed it to the people in my life that I needed to live for them or I needed to, you know, put my dreams aside and make myself small so I could be available and be there for them. But like, not in the healthy way that I am doing now. And so I realized that, you know, I felt like I didn't deserve happiness because I owed it to my family for what I put them through, which is not true. And that's not the case. And if I actually openly talk to any of my family members about this, they probably tell me like, that's absolutely not what we want for you. Um, But yeah, so it's just those thoughts of like, not deserving anything, you know, not being able to have what I want because it was never attainable for me, you know? And I was just going through these feelings with Tina and saying like, I just have made myself so small and I just, I don't know like how to get out of this thought of like, you're a mistake because it's just in there. And of course, you know, she always does her little pause and gives me a look and then she'll drop some fucking knowledge in my face that slaps me and wakes me up. Um, this week she said, you're not a mistake. You're just a beautiful surprise. And she's like, that happens so much in our lives. You know, things don't go as planned ever, but not everything's a mistake. You know, there are so many beautiful surprises in life. And she's like, you are absolutely one of them. So for anyone out there who has been struggling with the thought of your mistake or you're an accident, or you can never do anything right. Just remember this week, you're not a mistake. You're just a beautiful surprise. Now it's time for Mental Media, a segment that aims to dismantle society's version of perfection by discussing trending news stories and how they pertain to mental health. If it's trending, then we're chatting about it. This week on Mental Media, we're going to be doing something a little different. So the past two weeks, you know, I found research and news articles and I shared what was being talked about in the media. This week, I went to Twitter, baby. I went to my motherfucking place, my people, my home. Twitter has always been my security blanket of social media. I always feel understood there. You know, I always feel like people are just saying like the things I've always been thinking and so I was like why not check out what's trending on Twitter you never know what you're gonna find and mostly anything on Twitter could be somehow related back to mental health so I went on Twitter this morning right before I recorded actually because hey we're doing this last minute but that's okay um and I saw that Jeanette McCurdy was trending and so for those of you who don't know Um, Jeanette McCurdy played Sam on the Nickelodeon show iCarly. Um, so like I said, I'm 25. I'm an oldie, but (laughs) I don't know what's wrong with me today, guys. I have like ungodly amounts of energy, but you guys get that. So you're welcome. It's a beautiful surprise. (laughs) Um, but like I said, you know, I'm an oldie and I grew up in a time where, We were watching iCarly when I was a kid and we watched like, you know, Victorious and we watched all of those kind of shows on like Nickelodeon, Disney Channel, you name it. We were watching it. Um, And I know that she was writing a book 
um, which actually just came out, which is why she was trending. And the title of her book is I'm Glad My Mom Died. And so in this book, she opens up about her experience with her abusive mother. Her mother, you know, wanted her to be famous so bad. Her mom projected an eating disorder on her. You know, she was like, you need to be a certain weight. You need to look a certain way because you have to get the parts. We have to get the money. You have to be an actress at a, like as a kid and you have to support this family kind of deal. And so she was supposed to, you know, kind of make this a tell-all book, tell it what happened with her mom behind closed doors, what her childhood experience was like. Um, Jeanette also has opened up about her experience with Dan Schneider, the um, creator of the show, and how he also, you know, took advantage of her. So I was like, cool, let's see what people are talking about, what articles are coming up. And like one of the first tweets I saw was the fact that people are just like, aren't just congratulating Jeanette for putting out this book and being brave enough to tell her story. Instead, like people are comparing her and Ariana Grande. And so for people who don't know, Jeanette McCurdy and Ariana Grande did a spinoff show and it was titled Sam and Cat. So it was their two separate characters from both separate shows. And then they brought those two characters together into one like Nickelodeon spinoff show. And I was like, okay, what's the beef with Ariana Grande? Like, why are people like saying like, oh, like coming at Jeanette for saying things about Ariana? So I started reading people like pictures who were sharing, you know, pictures of the book. They would open the book, take it up or take a picture, put it up and, you know, show the direct quotes from the book. And apparently what Jeanette was saying in the book was she was talking about her time on the Sam and Cat set. And how she, you know, was booking other projects and she wanted to continue to push her career and she wanted to try and do new things. Um, but she wasn't allowed to because I Carly wouldn't like write her out of the storylines or they wouldn't write her out of the storylines of Sam and Cat. You know, she was expected, hey, you're on this show, you're supposed to show up, come to work kind of deal. But then Ariana started, you know, getting more opportunities. Like she got to go to Tom Hanks house or something and then you know she got to meet other famous people or do other famous things and then she started you know missing a day of filming because she was at a music award or doing something else and then it turned into like days and weeks of her just being like not there to film while you know Jeanette was like being told you can't do other projects you can't be doing other things um and so she says you know it's not Ariana's fault but it's just like that you know internal feeling of like I'm stuck here you know I don't get these opportunities my career could be doing the same thing and it's just that internal comparison you know like the intrusive thoughts or the like what's everyone else gonna think you know takes over your mind and so already on top of her dealing with the abusive mother the eating disorder the childhood trauma of not having an actual childhood and being forced into the role of being the main support person in your family when you're still a kid and you haven't had to have like normal life experiences would also be very traumatic for anybody. But then on top of that, you know, she has to do these roles that she's not in love with and she gets to watch her, who's her, supposed to be her, you know, co-star of the show, her counterpart, getting these opportunities and getting, you know, the lenience that she's not getting.
And so she just talked about how she wasn't afforded the same luxury and how she hated playing Sam because she would go places and people would only address her as the character or they'd scream things at her that the character would say. She was like, I hated that character so much because people forgot about who I was. You know, they identified me as this character. And so I think it's a really interesting topic to discuss because a lot of people are taking this release of her book and her moment of being brave, telling her story, being vulnerable, and turning it into, well, now this is beef between Jeanette McCurdy and Ariana Grande because the media loves to pit women against women. And she blatantly said, you know, this is not Ariana's fault, but this is just what happened. Um, so I am interested to continue following this story um, because, you know, what we've learned in all of the podcasts so far from all of my guests in season one is that so much of our mental health and our intrusive thoughts and our subconscious thoughts and our feelings towards ourself and our lack of self-confidence or our amount of self-confidence or self-love or compassion, all of that stems from what happens to us when we are like under the age of 15 and so you know dealing with one of those things alone before the age of 15 would be traumatic but then to have all of those other things piling up and then being in the public eye like you don't get a rest from it I just I commend Jeanette for owning her story you know taking control of that story sharing it in a way that she got full control over um, and I actually would love to read her book because I think it would be super fascinating. So that was our topic this week for mental media. Um, if any of you have gotten Jeanette's book and actually read it yet, um, slide into the DMs on the podcast page on Instagram at the search for serotonin um, and tell me how it is because I want to know. I want to buy it, but I want to get some like insight on it first. So, all right, that is it for mental media and let's get into serotonin script. Our final segment of the week is Serotonin Script. This segment is all about filling your weekly prescription of serotonin. I will share what sparked serotonin in my life this week to hopefully inspire you to find your own version of happiness. If you want to share how you searched for your weekly dose of serotonin, then DM at the search for serotonin on Instagram to be featured on next week's segment of Serotonin Script. All right, serotonin searchers, let's get into our weekly dose of serotonin. So if you guys listen to the podcast, y'all know I love a good motherfucking walk. I love a good walk. I was on a great schedule of getting up in the morning, first thing, just going out and taking like a mile walk and just starting my day off with exercise and time for me to just like listen to podcasts or listen to music or just get all of my crazy thoughts out for the day. Um, but the past couple, like basically like the month of July, I've fallen off my schedule. Um, and so I now getting back on a new schedule and refiguring out what works for me. And one of the things that I was struggling to figure out how to incorporate back into my like self-care schedule was my daily walks because I used to do them in the morning 
But now in the morning, I do my journaling and my reading and my manifestation and my EFT tapping. So I'm like, that already takes up a lot of time in the morning. So where am I going to get these walks in? And so something Corbin and I tried this week that was a little different is we started taking walks in the evening, you know, when it starts to get a little bit cooler and we take them together. And instead of, you know, being on our phones or, you know, talking about just like random shit or like complaining, um, we've started using these walks as like accountability sessions for each other. So, you know, we'll talk about our overall goals, you know, like what we're trying to ultimately work towards. Um, and then we'll break it down. We're like, okay, well, this goal, like we've been working on these things for it. You were supposed to take these steps and I was supposed to take these steps. How are you doing on those? Or are you still stuck at this point where you can't move forward with that? And so just giving ourselves that time to, you know, hold each other accountable, have those conversations continuously about like, these are our goals and these are the small steps we're taking. Like, how are we getting closer to that? And so not only is walking a great serotonin booster in and of itself and also just getting outside, getting sunlight, natural lighting, air, all of that is good for you. Um, but the added bonus of using something as like a nightly walk serves as exercise it serves as a source of serotonin but the fact that Corbin and I are able to do it together to reconnect even further and continue to further our relationship and continue to further you know our dreams and move our life forward instead of standing still and staying stuck um has brought me so much peace this week because now I'm starting to look forward to the nightly walks because I'm like oh you know like he's back in office because now that we're done with COVID, um, I'm at home all day. He's in the office. And instead of like texting back and forth all day, which I can't fucking stand. I, I hate texting. I can't do it. It's so dumb. And I'm like, what's the point of going back and forth being like, oh, I'm doing nothing right now. What are you doing? Oh, I'm really busy. Like, can't talk right now. Like, we can just have this time in the evening where we can recap our days and just talk about, you know, what's our upcoming plans for the next few days. So that has been my source of serotonin this week. Um, I would love it if any of you would like to share your serotonin sources for the week because I would love to feature some of y'all on the podcast um, because I just want to continue to show, you know, this is a community of people. It's not just me out here with these thoughts and feelings. We are all going through something and, you know, I haven't tried everything, so other people out there might have some really good advice or opinions, and I would love to give you all a platform to share those as well. All right, serotonin searchers, that is it for this week's episode of the Search for Serotonin podcast. Thank you so much for being here for another week. I'm so proud of you for showing up for yourself and continuing to try and better your mental health. It's not easy. I'm out here doing it. I know it's difficult, but I'm so proud of you. If no one in your life is telling you, then let me be the first. I'm fucking proud. You're killing it. Keep going you've got it, even though if it doesn't feel like it all the time. But 
if you guys are liking the new season, the new segments, the new format, please, please, please go rate and review the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love to hear what you guys want to see next. Um, If you guys see any cool like mental media articles that you want me to discuss on the podcast, feel free to share them with me. I'm always open to suggestions. Also, if you are watching this podcast on YouTube, what's up? Hey, guys. Um, please go like and subscribe so you can stay up to date with all of the podcast episodes. And also feel free to turn on notifications so you get notified every Monday when I post the episode so you can watch it right away. Um, Last thing before I leave y'all is this week, I actually put together a free serotonin boost checklist. So if you are somebody who is searching for serotonin in your own life, and you want simple, easy ways that you can incorporate serotonin naturally into your everyday life um, without consuming too much of your time, I put together my top 10 favorite ways of getting serotonin in my life. And then that way they're all compiled in a nice little checklist for you. So when you're overwhelmed or you're sad or you need something to do, you know, you can just pull out the list and go from there. So you don't even have to think about it. So you can grab my free serotonin boost checklist um, on the search for serotonin's Instagram page through the link in my bio. It's the top link once you click that link in my bio. Um, So once again, it is free and you will immediately get the email to download that. So please go check that out. All right. I hope everybody has a wonderful week this week. Always remember to live loud. 